Hi guys, welcome back to Lipstick Laundry. This is your girl, Shiny, and as usual, I am here to discuss all types of laundry with you. The clean, the dirty, and everything in between. Let's sort it out. <laughs> Y'all, I am having a good night, okay? I'm just over here chilling like a villain and, you know... It's just a good vibe. Anyways, let's get into our soapbox. How's everybody's week going? My week was pretty good, pretty productive, as usual, you know. I am extra giddy this week, y'all, because while February is coming to a close, next month is my birthday month, okay? Not really my birthday month, because y'all know I'm cancer gang all day long, but it's the birthday month for Lipstick Laundry, and I am super excited. I got a lot of surprises happening. A lot of work has been done in the past couple of months for Lipstick Laundry, and I'm super excited. I'm super excited about the listeners and the fact that y'all are kicking it with me every week, okay? A bitch just been rocking and rolling, okay? Now, um, as far as me getting everything together, I gotta say, you know, it's a lot of work. Um, I got, I, I can't even say a team, but I got, you know, a couple people around me that's definitely helping me. And somebody that's helping me, because then that's another thing. I can't even, Lord, there's a story with everything. But basically, the person that's helping me is also somebody that I might, you know, want to play with. So now it brings the question of, am I supposed to be paying somebody that possibly wants to sleep with me? Should it be a discount, heavily discounted, or should I be getting it for free? Now, he ain't getting nothing yet from me. But... You know, I don't know. It, at first, I was thinking, you know what? I want to pay you. I want to get everything out the way. I don't want there to be any issues with that. And if, it, it, you know, something happens later, something happens later. You know, it's Black History Month. I want to pay the man his money for his services. You know what I'm saying? But then I'm like, wait a minute. You going to give it back to me? And then I thought about it. Yeah, nigga, you going to give it back to me. Can fall, actually. If you get this thing, you know? So, those are my thoughts. Especially with this episode that's coming up. You know, I'm all about woman empowerment. And I must say, when I met Tommy, it was literally just, you know, on Instagram. You meet somebody. She's really pretty. And I realized that she was like over 40. Big TikTok fan. Big TikTok following fine as fuck doing her thing and I'm like wow she seems like an interesting person you know so then I I start following her and you know I'm liking her stuff and we're creating what you call an Instagram relationship you know what I'm saying friendship as you would put it um and then one day she posts something that's very interesting to I think it was her silhouette challenge and I was like oh she real sexy you know what I'm saying and then she posted something else about her industry and it was something sex related and I was like oh once we hit the DMs I was like oh this tea is hot this tea is all types of related this tea is dipped in cult it's dipped in sex work it's dipped in it's dipped in everything it's given everything so I couldn't wait to share it with y'all um, y'all just listen, because this story is crazy enough by itself. Her name is Thomasina Johnson. How are you, mama? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Welcome to the Lipstick Laundry. Now, what is it that you do? What is it that I don't do? It would almost be easier. Right, right, right. <laughs> um... My current position is, I am a job, so. Period. <laughs> period. Period, period. Okay, well, let's start here. Tell us what you did 
from the age of 19 to 38? What were you involved in? I was in a religious cult. A religious cult. To 38, I was a stay-at-home mom and homeschooling my seven kids. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so did you... How did you end up in this cult? How did you end Um, up there? Is this family-related? Did you grow up this way? Was it love? Uh, I was in love with someone prior to, and he went into jail, and I went into the cult. I've been on my own since I was 15. Uh-huh. So I had made the streets basically my family. And yeah. when I, I lost some of my security when um, a, a very good boyfriend of mine was um, being incarcerated. So I felt like I still needed to belong to something, I'm assuming, uh-huh. if that's the way to put it. And I ran into the religious sect that I was in. Now, um, okay, so you you weren't born this way. This is not a family thing. This is, you know, you missing a boyfriend. Were you always a religious person? I had studied all religions. Mm -hmm. I had studied, like, Islam. I had studied um, Jehovah Witness. Uh, I had studied... um, even uh, Seven Day Adventist and um, the other one, the Tom Cruise one. I remember I used to even go uh, in there and um, uh, Scientology. Yes, there it is. Yes, Scientology. I, I looked into all of that because I'm, I'm always a person of knowledge. Um, I had a quest for it or a desire for it. So, but when I went into this, it was just something that caught me at a time at my most vulnerable. And yeah. I just wanted to be safe, I guess. That's what I, if that's the way I put it. Yeah. And to be honest, I was, I've, I've been off the hook. I had been dancing um, at that time, like from the ages of like, not supposed to be, but 17 mm-hmm. to 18. Um, so I think I just wanted protection. I wanted almost to protect myself from myself. Yeah. And they were so controlling and telling me what to do. I mistook that for love. Right. Or, you know, like a sense of belonging. What What about your family background? Um, you said you left home pretty early. Was that because there was no one there? No one cared? You was just, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you could just look into yourself and be like, listen, I was a little fast. I didn't want to listen to nobody. I just had to go. What is your family life like? My mom um, just wanted me to leave because she didn't know if her husband, who I introduced her to, um, because I was hanging out with his nieces, mm-hmm. um, if he had wanted me. Wow. So instead of getting rid of him, I had to go. Wow. And she held fast to that. They've been married 30 years. Wow. 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 Okay, and my mom so- married five times. We kept him. <laughs> we kept him. That one was. I mean, I, I mean, I guess that worked for her, but that can't feel good as a kid knowing that your mom is like choosing somebody over you. Basically, I know that couldn't have felt well. No, and and that's probably where I got my sense of wanting to belong to something and someone. Exactly. At, totally. at all points of my life. Exactly. So now you've done your research online. You're like, all right, I like this cult. This cult is speaking to me. What's the name of this cult? It was um, a part of the Calvary Chapel. Shit, Uh, for real? A part of Calvary Chapel? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. And it was, at the time, uh, when it first started, it was called New Beginnings, and then they got into being a part of Calvary Chapel Breath of Life. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. As well, the... the sect was called um, and they just controlled a lot of the aspect they had, we were all young and then it, they used to say you could play the Kevin Bacon game because everyone in the church was somehow related to me because I began to actively recruit really? Yeah. you became a recruit after everything Yeah. and yeah. was it like your actual family members that you were bringing or just like friends stuff like that yeah, friends, people that I knew, any guy who tried to talk to me, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I pulled them in. I'm breaking people's CDs, making sure that they don't listen to any more secular music because you couldn't go to movies, you couldn't listen wow. to music, you couldn't watch TV. Every aspect of your life had to be almost in a bubble. And that's what people you, like. You liked it. Like, you did not fear the big ass change going from running your own life, you know, being a dancer, all that stuff. Like, you were just like, I'm ready for the change. Let's do it. I was tired. I think at that point I was tired and I just wanted to, I just wanted whatever I, I guess I thought that was normalcy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted something other than what I was in, you know, out in the world. Yeah. Now guys, she's also a published author. So, you know, she was actually able to send me a news clip of what she looked like back in the day and I was shook it. Because, girl, you are a whole, you were a whole different person. Like, I mean, talk about your appearance, like what, what you had to wear to be in yes. this. Um, just always point blank period, modest apparel. You couldn't be covered you up. Know, you had your whole yeah. hair covered up and everything. I wasn't, no, I was my hair covered. I don't think, just, you just couldn't, you ain't showing nothing. Like, there's nothing. There's. I remember an argument with my um, ex-husband because I took off my stockings when I was out. And it was like, what were you trying to do that for? And I'm like, dude, it was hot. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took them off. So it was just like, you just had to be completely covered, very modest, which actually was very different than who I was prior to. Yeah. And of course now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, uh, you're living this way. How soon before you get married and describe the type of marriage that you had? Okay, so I was uh, celibate for four years. And then I married um, someone that the church kind of betrothed me to in a sense of they gave me you know they told me why I should marry him and things of that nature and at one point I used to have a crush on him they controlled when you could actually be with someone versus not so they eventually allowed me mm-hmm. him and I to talk um, the church didn't like how controlling he was over me because if he was that controlling they couldn't control me so at one point they had told us we couldn't get married we were only engaged for eight months and we didn't have sex before our marriage and oh, no, that's dangerous that's, that's, that, that's real dangerous that's, that, that could be a good thing or a bad thing like wait a minute that that mess with my nerves like what what I, I don't know if I would even so here's the thing when and then we didn't have any discussions about sex either so prior to like as I had had a child and he had had a child mm-hmm. and then him and I ended up having six together but six. yeah so four years I hadn't been with anyone I was back to the beginning like it was right. it was whatever happened before was totally erased and right I'm, and he didn't have like he just it just he hadn't been in the church as long as I had Mm-hmm. So he didn't have the same even compassion for me. Like I, it was like square one from day one. He didn't have um, a nurturing compassion for me. It was just it 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 did it did for a long time. How did you feel? Did you want to get married? I know you know it, it was arranged, but did you want to get married when you met him and started spending time with him? Was that somebody that you wanted to be with? It was a lot of things I didn't like about him, so they kind of coerced me and gave me reasonings as to why we should. Like, mm-hmm. him and I both had this last name. So, you said you didn't want to change your last name from Johnson, and he's a Johnson, so why not? Or No one was concerned kid. about any family? Mm. <laughs> like, we just automatically knew that we was not related, right? Like... You know what's so funny? We never even checked into that. We uh, It used to be a running joke between us when we were together. If we find out we cousins, it's over. And I'm like, we got six kids. Or at this time, we probably had like three. 
I'm like, we had three kids. Do we really care at this point? Like, <laughs> that is out of control. I'm over here caring every minute of it. Uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. Oh, your last name is the same. Oh no, we got to get this checked out. We got to make sure the lineage did not touch. And the reason why I wasn't concerned because my mom's new husband last name was Johnson. And she had married my dad, who was a Johnson. So that wasn't even out of the norm for me to marry someone. It's too many Johnsons going around, Lord. It's too many Johnsons for me. It's it's the Johnsons for me. It was a lot. Y'all just around here just passing passing around the Johnsons. Yeah, all with the same name. I wouldn't no. mind if my next husband, if, if if that was to be in my car, it's last Stop name. It. Stop <laughs> it. You need a new last name now. You need to be free of the Johnsons and new last name. That's true. That would be true. Yeah. Jesus. So, okay. So now you're with this man and you just keep producing. Like, do you want to have this many children? Is this a want for you? Like, you've always sat down and said, I want a big family. No. No, I didn't. Um, I was good with my one, my yeah. first one. And then I was like, okay, I'll I'll take in his son because I took in his son and raised him too right. um, as my own. And then when I had my um, now 19-year-old, I was like, well, dang, she doesn't have anybody. So then I had her sister. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, three years after that, well, I never had a boy by him. So maybe I should have a friend. You know? Like, I got three kids. And they just keep popping out in your order. That you in my have. order. In wow. My order. And then after I had my son, I was like, you know what? My oldest son is too old. He's right here. He needs a boy to play with. Literally had another boy. Wow. Man, everybody well, need to be able to organize the way how you organize. I didn't even understand why. I, I mean, it was just some gift that I had. I don't know what it was, but I You were clearly very fertile and good at it because the body after seven kids is crazy. Thank you. But crazy part is, I when I was younger, being on my own, uh-huh. I had gotten um, pregnant in my tube, in my tube burst. I was in the hospital and everything. And I was only like, uh, 17, 16, probably. The doctor told me I could never have kids. So when I, I got pregnant with my oldest daughter, I technically didn't want to have her, but right. I was like, this may be my only chance. Yeah. And her father definitely didn't want me to have her. He was 28 and I was 17. Damn. Okay, yeah. He didn't want <laughs> yeah. that at all. No, he didn't want her. So, Mm-mm. um, I'm literally jumping out of cars to keep her. Um, so I ended up um, having her and then assuming that I'd never be able to have any more kids. And then lo and behold comes my ex-husband and we just kept producing. And I think eventually they became my friends, sort of speak, because they were all I could do. Yeah. I was at home with them 24 seven. I couldn't go to the grocery store without a kid. He didn't really trust me because of my lifestyle before. Yeah. So even though we we had owned a barbershop, I couldn't go in it because I'm, he was always afraid a man might recognize me. Not recognize you. From when I used to dance before. We, wow. Yeah. Wow. He never even put my pictures up in my own shop that I owned with him. So we had a... We had... Um, a lot of things in our relationship that were him bringing up my past on a constant. Now, um, did you leave him and the cult together, or how? What was the separation from the cult? Why did you separate from the cult eventually at thirty-eight? What happened? What changed? So, when I say I left the cult at 38, I, that's more so also, that was our divorce. That was when our divorce started to happen. Yeah. But, um... Because the when, cult, of course, does not want divorce. They want y'all to stay together and raise these children together. Yes, but we had left them prior to that. Oh. Because of, um... We just kept... I'm strong-headed. I have opinions. I call people out. I'm very... 
uh, matter of fact. Which is why I, I just can't imagine you in this cult. That is crazy. I was 19 and impressionable as I grew. Mm-hmm. I found my power. Yeah. And it got harder and harder and harder to control. Yeah. This woman that I was becoming. You found me as a child. And now, as I'm growing, it yeah. got, it became, and I'm just sort of shade. I saw the shade. I saw the hate. I probably still had a lot of my feminine femininity or my wiles my you know it probably just came out too much I didn't Mm -hmm. I wasn't as reserved as others so I was just a problem so we ended up leaving early but where we went to um he wanted to maintain all of the rules that we had prior right so our house was still ran as if we went there even when we went to another um another church after that and the other church was wonderful it was full of grace it was normal it was all caucasian we were the only black family okay um but they were different they were just Um, a normal church that y'all attended on sunday or whatever and that was that but he was running the household how he wanted to run it yes so why did you separate from that he left me (laughs) oh really (laughs) he left me on my birthday to kind of teach me a lesson so that's uh rewind back to the beginning of our relationship when he when I tried to be myself and get right. loud with him and be like you're not doing xyz he tried to commit suicide wow. and I was pregnant with our first child together that took me out almost I was like a man trying to commit suicide because I right. told like, what the but what? it's manipulative oh. because if he's this powerful man, he's manipulating you with these oh I'm gonna kill myself type shit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, and I didn't see it at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, dang, how did I bring him? And you know, you're in the church, a horse woman brings a man to breadcrumbs, and I'm just like, ah, I did it! Look, I did it! Oh gosh! Mm-hmm. And it wasn't me. It wasn't me. That was something within him. Yeah. So, but that haunted me and I let it control me so anytime he raised his voice a little bit or anytime I raised my voice and he looked a certain way I backed down yeah because I didn't want him on my conscience right right and it that's the main fuck yeah and it lasted for a really long time until my friend got out of jail and first of all the whole time I've been praying if he comes home give me a sign like if yeah if he comes home then that's my sign that this party is over like yeah. <laughs> i don't do this anymore because i thought he was locked up forever because when you're young and somebody say 386 months you'd be thinking 386 years like oh yeah just, that's that's too long yeah it just didn't sound right so i'm like if he comes home then i know i gotta go i know that right. i've been given the second chance he came home I still knew you know marriage was sacred so I went into counseling I tried to put myself underneath the counter reporting to people of everywhere I went because I didn't want to leave because I wasn't happy I've been in, I was still in love with that man from when I left yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and nothing in my relationship that I was currently in even though it had been probably 14 years at this time had made me happy to that extent that I forgot about him yeah um so yeah I went in to counseling and then he didn't like why I went into counseling because he's been also intimidated by this man that he knew I was in love with oh that wasn't even around yeah um, so if if it worked slitting my wrist one time let me leave her and see if that works didn't have the same effect yeah yeah wow that's so crazy so now you leave this man that you now have seven kids with is it an automatic i'm now with the love of my life are you talking with the love of your life to see if we can reconcile like what are you doing after he dips so ironically we were talking uh, because he came right back he ended up coming Yes, he ended up coming back after my birthday, after probably about New Year's. I'm, I'm December 30th. Mm-hmm. So he came back 
um, New Year's Day. And I had went out with the boyfriend. Period. Because he was like, who leaves you on your birthday? Because fast on your birthday. Rewind a little bit more. Um, I was pregnant again. So every time I felt like I needed to leave, I also had another kid. Come on, murder, murder. My kids are literally named after issues in our life. So my oldest daughter, her name is Ashley Faith. Uh Uh-huh. And Faith was being tested because he tried to commit suicide while um, I was pregnant with her. Right. My other daughter is Amber Truth because we went through the whole um, issue of just what in the world am I in? Like, what? what is he? Who is he? And then my son, Elijah, he's just Elijah Thomas. He's um, just after me. Because um, even though we were in a weird space at that time, too, it just had a lot to do with me trying to find myself through my, um, my son. And then my son, Luke, his middle name is Israel. Because we were in the wilderness, just wandering in my mind. Um, my daughter Aubrey, who's the last, she's hope. And I, I was that. like, well, maybe she was a hope. Maybe I was building pillars. I was building, you know, monuments. That's what so it sounds there. like, yeah. And um, but the one on hope, it was like maybe she's going going to be the hope of us having an actual, real good life together, whatever. Right. I got pregnant again with Autumn Grace, and Grace died. I almost died. He almost let me die. And that's when I realized grace is dead here. And no pun intended. Like, the grace of our relationship has died. I had to go tell my boyfriend that I ended up with that I was not going to be there. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. No problem. Yeah, I had to end up telling the boyfriend that I was pregnant by my husband. He was so upset. We weren't having sex or anything, my boyfriend and I, but he was just upset. Like, you're going to leave me? Oh, shit. Hold on. Um, it, That's some drama right there. It was a whole, it's a whole book. It is actually a book that I am writing. Um, <laughs> it is a, another book that will be coming out. Um, so he ended up stopped talking to me. Mm-hmm. And then, um, when he left on my birthday, he had just so happened just to be calling to say happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And then found out that he had left me. And he was like, why do you continue to stay? Like, what is going on? And I ended up um, going out with him for the first time in 20-something years. I had a drink. Wow. Because people at the bar were like, oh, it's her birthday. Give her a drink. And Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. But you know what, though? Sometimes, you know, kids kids will... They always say kids don't... Kids won't maintain a relationship, which is true. But sometimes these kids out here are helping you leave people. You know what I'm saying? Or people leaving you, however the case might be. You know what I mean? So now you guys are broken up. You know, you're settling into yourself. And you now choose a very interesting, this, you know, you, you decide to choose a very interesting line of work. What is that? I want to almost say seductress. Um, I did go back into um, some of the erotic areas that I was involved in before because mm-hmm. when my boyfriend past right. that I've been waiting all these years to be with and he passes in a car accident um, at first I was you know doing normal work I went into being a, um, a, a success coach an advisor okay. at college mm-hmm. and I went from being an advisor at the college to kind of losing myself um, in the period of when he passed away so I was not working for a year I was bartending I was dancing I began to do um little bit of dominating okay Um, yeah (laughs) so I had um great um 
opportunities. <laughs> and I, I say great because you know what? It is a um, it's a humbling experience, and it's also just crazy how you can I they find me. Those experiences yeah. find me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I went back into the erotical world, the seductress, seductress world, and. I do very well. Yes, it's been very lucrative in that business. Very lucrative. Now, when you say erotica, um, we're not talking dancing. We're talking private parties, right? Yes, it is private. It is private shows. It is private dancing. It is um, It's uh, catered to the person that is requesting. So some may want something similar to a dominating um, type of situation right uh, um, but it's um, it can be one on one situations that are um, catered to what the person wants do you want someone who is more controlled do you want uh, someone who's submissive you know right um, yeah okay now um, you did this before COVID of course how has COVID affected that not at all it hasn't I think business is still good through COVID with that I think COVID makes that type of business more I mean you think about people with only fans I think it makes that's true too I don't have to go to a club I can have someone come to me and they're okay they you know I can get rapid tests at the CVS up the street find out within 15 minutes whether I have COVID or not so I mean they know that it's safe and I'm okay and it's only them or you know the people that they're safe being around right right it it doesn't stop the um it hasn't stopped the entertainment it just went back underground basically that makes sense that makes sense that makes sense now your clientele how would you describe your clientele what are these types of people is it like what I'm imagining, which is like fat white men who want to be controlled. Is it everybody? Is it money people? Is it people coming to you with their last forty dollars? Like, how does that work? You can't get fired. I'm not a forty dollars, so <laughs> I need a I need a positive two hundred and fifty dollars just to get to wherever you want me to come. Period. And then it's also discussed that it'll at least be at minimum four hundred and tips. Um, there is no contact unless I initiate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that there, the rules are there. And I have very handsome clients. Yeah. Um, I don't have, I don't, I don't have an unattractive client. Yeah. And they're mostly, um, African-American men. Okay. And they come from, you know, business owners, uh, street pharmacists on a on a corporate level. Like mm-hmm. not the not the the not the D boy on the street. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Clients tell us very um I would say elite or, you know, different. Yeah. Okay. So they, um what what has been the weirdest request for you? Weirdest request. Um This is this could be shocking. I've been paid a lot of money to um pass gas on someone's face. Really? <laughs> And you took it and you did it? Yes. (laughs) I don't even know how to prepare for something like that. Like, girl, what did you do when you got the request? I don't judge. No kink shaming here. No kink shaming. I don't judge. I I just think if it's something that I'm capable of doing and you're paying me $500 a drop. And you're not touching me. And that's your request. That is it. Yeah. So how, how do you prepare for that? It's funny because a girlfriend and I, a, another dominatrix was talking and she was like, how she prepares because she's actually 
defecated on somebody and I'm like yeah no haven't had that request but I'm probably sure possibly one day it's gonna go to that but yeah I being lactose intolerant you just eat some ice cream and boom you ready to go (laughs) I can't (laughs) I can't okay switching switching gears a little bit um tell me about these children's books that you wrote switching gears just a little bit because I want to get into the new book really you know which takes us back into this world but tell me how you wrote those children books they're um all of my children so um mama when will I be popular is about my oldest daughter um and then the bully is about my oldest son and then I have um, another for um, my daughter, the Chocolate Princess. I oh, have. Oh, so like pretty much any struggles or anything that they have had to deal with bullying, being the bully, I think that is really dope. Yep, it's all in comparison, it's all in conjunction with their personalities. So. Yeah. Each child has a book based on a unique characteristic of themselves, but it's also something that can help uh, children overall. Yeah, because everyone goes through that. Chocolate princesses, they all, you know, got to be uplifted, you know, some way. Everybody has dealt with some form of bullying or have been the bullies. So, you know, I like that. Yeah, the chocolate princess is based on it's an allegory with all different types of chocolate, and it it's actually about girls clicking. So it's bittersweet. It's you know all different types of chocolate in there, and the and it's about a father daughter relationship of, of of just listening to your parent and loving you and trying to tell you that the people that you're surrounding yourself with may not be good for you. Yeah, and um, I just have so many different stories from them there we need a youtube channel because these kids are a whole lot of kids yeah that's definitely something that should be on youtube i definitely watch that in (laughs) shock that you (laughs) had seven kids ma'am okay now you say you homeschooled and i'm trying to figure out why and was this before covid it was before COVID and it was just what everybody did. So all of my older kids, so I, we brought home uh, my two older kids and then all the way up to, so my two two other daughters and then my two sons. So I was homeschooling all of them at the same time, but we stopped at my youngest, who's now 12, but all yeah. of them started reading, writing and, every, and arithmetic at home. Wow. And it was because I wasn't supposed to work. And it was funny because before my ex-husband and I got divorced, we went to go see 12 Years a Slave. Because by the time we were a little bit liberated and we could go to the movies. Oh, wow. And he talked, he turned and looked at me and was like, oh, and I had to go see it for school because I was in college. Mm-hmm. So he let and you he- go to school. He let you write all these books during the no, relationship. It was, it was a struggle. And he only believed in me when he saw it making money. Right. When it was profitable, when I was getting gaining momentum with it, that's when he believed in me. But he turned to me when we was watching 12 Years a Slave, and he said, if you lived back then, you'd be barefoot and pregnant in the house. But we're, but we don't. What am I now? <laughs> what am I now? Like, wow. I am a modern day slave. Like, that's all I, I can do. That's all I'm yeah. good for. So, yeah, that shit's crazy. So now you're in this new life. So you're about to stretch and go write a book about about erotica and all this stuff. Tell me exactly what you're writing about. So I started writing um, seductress tales before my friend passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, I've I've come in tune with some of my spiritual side where I have noticed that I am that I am. I'm able to foresee things and I'm getting into my divination of things that I'm able to do and see and things of that nature. So I had started seeing things and I felt like I needed to write our story. So he read some of it. And then after he passed, it took me to a different direction of 
chasing the high I felt, the love I felt from him, like a drug. Mm-hmm. So that's where Seductress Tales came in, where I started writing. But these interludes that either I had or was thinking about having. Right. That is dope. That is yeah. dope because you know my situation and it is weird how I could like legit, because you know, it had to be good for this, but I could legit lay down and just be like, yo, I remember this, this, and this, and you could almost damn near feel it. So for you to be, you know, that in love with somebody and to be such a sexual person to begin with, this thing is about to be amazing and I can't wait. I'm excited for it. I also was used to sell the stories mm-hmm. with pictures in the jail. You mean like a like jail mail, like where you are literally selling sexual pictures of yourself? Yeah, I mean, uh, appealing pictures, not right. necessarily. It didn't hit OnlyFans sexual. Yeah, it was just uh, the. Just something, because I know niggas who will pay for that. Oh, they, they just they just want to see your legs. They just want to, yeah. you know, just see anything. I would make $100. That's easy and money. They, yeah, it was easy money. I, I've always found the hustle. Like, that's why I call myself a serial, serial entrepreneur. From that to the cookies, um, to everything that I've done, I will always find a way to make a way for these kids. Like, that's I have got to say that, you know, you see people on Instagram, you do not know the half, okay? Because I'm like, oh my God, like, she is 40, you're 45, right? (laughs) You're 45 and she is a fine 45. I can't wait to tag her up so y'all could see what I'm talking about, okay? I was just following her just because of her damn (laughs) pictures and TikToks and just... You know, because I'm like, damn, like, I don't know, like, being, you know, 34, like, you just start to look at people differently. Like, you're just like, wow, like, you're 45, you look good as hell. Like, all right, bet. Like, you know, the future's bright. The future's bright. (laughs) You know? And then when I finally talk to you, it's like a whole whirlwind. Your life is an entire whirlwind. Yeah. So, you know, I'm very excited I got to meet you. Um, switching a little bit to celebrity news I heard about this this week and I definitely thought about you because I wanted to know your thoughts um, Marilyn Manson you know who Marilyn Manson is right? I do he was accused by his ex-girlfriend Evan Rachel Wood of sexual assault and then it just started snowballing from there Everybody got a damn story now. Everybody done been sexually assaulted. Everybody done, you know, apparently he was grooming her from she was a teenager to be, you know, a sub. And, you know, she felt trapped for many years, as I'm sure you understand. Mm-hmm. Um, did anything happen in your relationships, in your past, that made you feel threatened in any way like maybe this is not what I'm trying to do uh I can say that I've been a victim of it majority of my life especially being on your own from 15 till I got into the cold you know I've had many compromising situations where I didn't know how to say no and to be quite honest with you and sadly what's known as rape became a normalcy It began at one point to just be something that you just felt like, oh, that's the only way that they can, whatever. I mean, yeah. I didn't mean, make excuses for these types of people who don't understand consent. Yeah. Um, or don't respect consent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've even had in my, um, my marriage, like we have to have sex every day, three times a day no was barely an option and you're not doing your wifely duty if you don't do what you're supposed to be doing all the time literally would come home from work at lunch he was a barber so come home from lunch before at night at night yeah i mean it was just always and i had that drive though 
that was that's what i'm saying like that sounds fun but if you don't like the person you're doing it with then you feel threatened you feel some type of way not being able to say no not being able to be like all right baby you home for lunch but i ain't in the mood yeah that didn't feel like an option and i only experienced it as being a problem around the time of my son when i had my son that three-year gap between my youngest my um last daughter before my youngest one and my son that i did have an issue and he literally punched a hole in the wall because i said no and you look at yourself like dang this is all i'm for yeah and i feel i totally understand i believe that everybody is not lying but again you give a man power they will take it and run with it and they one of the wildest things my ex-husband said that when we were going through our divorce that I didn't realize is but you acted like it was okay so or you, you were had you know bossed oh, stuff no. on his ass for real for real then the, the, it would have been different which is crazy allegedly because I did that before you slit your wrist right so it's manipulation altogether. You've already manipulated me to say that I can't speak against you. But yeah. then you tell me that the only reason why you did it is because I didn't say something. And it always leads back to women are devalued. And that's why I think in a lot of ways I take control of my sexuality and move how I move mm-hmm. because I can't have that in my life anymore. Amen. I refuse. And I, I think that if women felt more empowered like who knows what she would have lost if she would have lost everything there's threats like I'm pretty yeah. sure he made uh verbal little verbal oh yeah, oh, yeah. made her feel as though I'll lose everything or oh, nobody yeah. will lose. so yeah I believe that he did it for the sure for sure that's not even a question to me um I think he's trying to say though that yeah everyone knows that I'm weird but everything was with consent but the way how people manipulate people nah consent is not just yes no at all do you have any advice for any young person in the sex industry thinking about the sex industry you know going through any type of abuse what is your advice get out if it's something that you're not comfortable with make sure first of all that you're in control of your own person nobody has control over you you are not i don't believe in pimps i don't believe in you know uh, having that type of control over um another person's body and what they do with it um so i would also suggest and if you're in a situation where you're exploring like personal parties and things like that be careful and have i like i do i will have security i do share my location you can't be in this industry and have people not know where you are and what you're doing right because i'm not gonna lie i have fears of real quick i have fears of people i've been working for for uh, probably about two years now that it still can is in the back of my mind this nigga can snap at any time and just decided today he wanted to choke somebody out like yeah. I, I have those thoughts I'm not naive right. I just always stay a little paranoid <laughs> and I hate to say it but yeah. I do I, I, I think it keeps me sort of safe yeah, and grounded you on your feet and I move, if I don't, I don't move how comfortable, if I have, get an anxiety or intuition, the money, the money is never that important. I don't have to do it. I won't do it. Um, if a situation I roll into doesn't feel normal or doesn't feel like I should be there, I leave. I'm not doing it. I don't move unless I'm completely comfortable. And I've missed a lot of money like that. But you but still hear safe to talk about it. And right. that's what's important. And even if it wasn't going to have, be something that happened, at least I know I got my mind clear of that fear. You're not going to be any good to anybody if you're just nervous anyway. Right. But I would just say definitely trust intuition. And you got and people are like, oh, I got anxiety, so I'm not sure. Then don't. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. But don't let anybody pressure you. I know of... Um, 
I have a, a goddaughter that's in the industry too and you just worry um, because people will try to get you on drugs try to get you on this and do that and it's constantly uh, um, an accountability uh, job you right. need those that you're accountable to that'll ask you the hard questions are you okay with this still what are you doing has anybody stuck the line do you feel a certain way you know you have to have that type of network and I know in the clubs they don't get that they have house moms but they're still watching their own intake and then everybody gets from them um I feel like sometimes it's them you can't trust because they'll sell you real quick to somebody yeah you know house moms they dangerous and I'm so bougie with like I said I'm getting a huge deposit before I show up. I am not even, and I still keep it up if I can't show up. And yeah. it's not expected because they know I'm not doing it out of no um, issue. Right. Like, I'm not doing it to be funny. It's just they know something came up. And I'm, yeah. I keep my word. You don't steal, you don't drug people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all that stuff that, that women have heard that have been glamorizing. Uh, yeah don't do that like one thing I'm big on is I don't want because I do mess with guys who have a lot of money I don't want my name messed up exactly or did anything that was not given to me Mm. and I don't want nobody like I tell the guys I don't want you taking anything from me I don't want to give and I'm not going to take nothing from you you know or anything of that nature so just keep a good name a good reputation and don't fall into this what people are doing yeah Uh, because you know you listen to the songs you hear about Cardi's stories and things of that nature things that she did or the other show that J-Lo did the movie that J-Lo you you hear those stories and you hear what people do and you just I don't want anyone to fall into that type of stuff I always feel though like when you see those it's definitely two different categories of people like just like you said like you real bougie with it like once they come here they know it's about to be a good time you give me give me my money we being respectful, da 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 da. But like that fast money life, where like you know you a stripper and you doing things on the sly, and maybe you you catch this person, it's a lick. Like that's a lick yeah. versus like a client. You know what I mean? Right. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Perfect yeah. example. Perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect um way. Perfect way to describe it. Yeah. yeah. So um for my married, you know, clutching their pearls, um listeners. Um, who, you know, they freaky in the sheets, but they the lady in the streets. What tips do you have for ladies with their men to be sensual, to be sexy, to keep it in the house so they never meet Thomasina? Uh, <laughs> they would meet Tommy. like <laughs> Just to make sure they husbands do not call Tommy at all. <laughs> they what the, can the, they do the, to make the sure their husbands don't meet you? I think it's... There is no magic pill to keep them from doing whatever the, what they want to do. That's and that's true. not one of them if he chooses to leave and step outside of them. Um, communication is always important, though. Um, and making sure that I do hear from a lot of guys that she won't let me touch her. She don't want to have sex no more. And she did it. Oh, sorry to hear that but once the ring gets on a lot of the love leaves and I think in certain situations me and my ex-husband were getting it in even up to the day you know when he left Mm -hmm. that's when we stopped Mm -hmm. and when that stopped that's when we broke down Mm -hmm. so I I just am a firm believer in you have to satisfy them and if keep finding out what attracts them to you and you to them it's back always on communication it's mm. like hey i'm not good at head we'll find a class there's people teaching it seriously i don't know what the hell wrong with these bitches okay like hey <laughs> mine had to leave me okay because it was never it was never a problem over here but you're right you know the communication breaks down you know like you said, they get the ring or, you know, they start feeling comfortable and 
they need to realize these men out here are visual. They want it. They, they, you know, it, it's it's a mixture of everything, and communication breaks that and, down and, for sure. I've clearly met guys that are like, no, I am in a relationship. I don't want anything to do with that, and mm-hmm. that's the most respectful thing. I, but then there's those guys who are like, I'm looking because I have nothing to see at home. Yeah, and I, that's I keep problem. it spicy I'm getting dressed up I'm doing all types of things mm-hmm. and I do it in my personal relationships and you know my public right right because who's gonna be I'm it would be a shame um to, <laughs> it would be a shame to um have me doing all this out in the public and then I'm not doing it at home right wouldn't it so, be can you imagine like how much money i got to lay on the table to see this at the house can you imagine i probably would have to find out look yeah i probably would still do that yes yes I that's that. that's but i'm totally i'm single i don't have those types of um i don't have personal relationships and i and i will say i think that with everything that's happened and the industry that I'm in, it's hard to think about a guy that doesn't think about somebody else. These yeah. guys will pick up their phone and look at another chick on IG when you're on a date with them. So i it, like, it is really the ghetto out here <laughs> with, the, with yeah. the dating, for sure. For sure. So ain't I, much left out here. That's why I resort to give me a deposit and then I'll see you when I see you. Straight up. Straight <laughs> up. Thomasina, it was amazing talking to you. Tell these people where they can find you. Um, I am on IG, author underscore Fran J. My children's books are under thomasinajohnson.com. Um, yeah, and I have a clothing line at Mine LLC. Okay. Mice. Um, I have, what kind of uh, clothes is it? Is it um like athleisure or like uh, t-shirts and shit? T-shirts, sweatshirts, um, with a reflecting heart. And I make them myself. It's vinyl, heat press. Uh, I taught myself how to do all of that. I'm a, like I said, serial entrepreneur. I make it to the bag. Yeah, I'm trademarking nice. the whole thing because of mental illness. Um, it, that's why the and also all the things that's gone on in my life my identity never erased which is the acronym because it hasn't through all the things I've been through I'm still gonna be a cool vibe and a loving person and a loving mom and a freak sometimes and Period. all of that <laughs> yes and I love it at the lipstick laundry here we are all about that okay shit going yeah. down in your life you put on some lipstick you put on and you keep going that yes. is what we do as women as strong women so absolutely y'all hit her up get the merch get her books for your children okay and negroes y'all go spend some money on her okay <laughs> and that's on mary had a little lamb y'all okay <laughs> I appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate you too, mama. All right, y'all. How was that? Okay. Now, let me tell you something. I love her all the way down. She cool as hell. And, you know, with all her experiences, she is stronger than ever, just like we like our girls here in the lipstick laundry, okay? We put lipstick on and we keep it pushing, okay? And she found her way to gain strength through whatever it is that she do and she's confident with it and I love it. Now, as always, please feel free to drop your drawers at the Lipstick Laundry Podcast at gmail.com. I want your good ideas. I want your problems. I want your fantasies. Y'all made me regret saying drop your drawers on Instagram, okay? Because, child, my DMs was flooded and ain't no episode ideas was in there, okay? Now, y'all could hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at Lipstick Laundry Podcast. On Twitter, we are Lip Laundry, okay? LL is officially everywhere. Like I said, now is the time to listen because next month is our birthday month. 
and we litty like my left titty, okay? Not my right one. I don't know what's going on. They just different or whatever. But we litty, okay? And I need y'all to stay with me because March is a coming. The episodes are lit. And again, thank y'all for fucking with me for a whole year. All right? Talk to you soon. Bye.